G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. These days, so many of us suffer from what sociologists are calling short-termism. And one of the things we do as part of that is that we forget the past, the good things that God has done. Maybe, just maybe, it's time to remember. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome to the program. Now, today we're going to be taking a look at Easter from a different perspective. And do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever it is that you happen to be dealing with in your life just at the moment. One of the terms that you hear bandied around these days by sociologists, people who study our culture and how we live, is this word short-termism. Or maybe it's two words, I don't know. And what they're talking about is the fact that we're all so focused on spending up big on our credit card and then paying off debt that we've stopped thinking longer term. We've stopped thinking about the future and dreaming and planning and hoping. We're all walking around looking at our feet because the load that we're carrying is so heavy that we're stooped over. And when you think about it, what an incredibly sad way to live life. We work hard all week to eke out a living, to pay the mortgage, to put food on the table, and the furthest ahead we seem to be able to look is the weekend so we can flop on the couch exhausted. So short-termism is about the fact that we always focus on the short term. But as well as stopping us from looking forward, it also stops us from looking back. And whilst none of us should be living in the past, it turns out that the past has an awful lot to do with feeling secure about the present and having hope for the future. Think about it. We're made up of two things. The first is our DNA, essentially who we are, our natural gifts and talents and abilities and skills. And the second thing are our experiences. Take two identical twins, exactly the same DNA fingerprint, put one in a loving home to grow up and the other in a horrible home, and they're going to grow up to be two profoundly different people. Who we are naturally is shaped by our experiences, good, bad, positive, negative, beautiful, ugly, and that makes us who we are. The problem with short-termism is that we forget the things that our experience has taught us. In the olden days, which is what I used to call my parents' experience and it's what my kids now call my experience, back in the olden days, people were interested in a whole bunch of things from the past. Their ethnic heritage, their family heritage, where they'd come from, the traditions of their communities and their families. Not quite so true anymore because we're into short-termism. I was talking with a father recently, a man about my age with three adult children, and he's been trying to get some family traditions going amongst this extended family, trying to establish some, some family roots for his kids and their children. But his adult children, well, they're not interested. That's because our culture shifted from those roots that we used to rely on to short-termism, buying the next thing, making it through to the weekend. What's all that got to do with Easter? Turns out quite a bit. 
Last week on the program, we took a look at this whole Easter thing through the incredibly rich symbolism of the Jewish Passover festival because Jesus was crucified during the Passover festival. And what he was doing, well, he, he very closely tied it to that celebration of the Passover. The question is, what is the Passover and why were they celebrating? Well, Passover history in a nutshell is this. Israel was slaves in Egypt for 400 and something years, and then in about 1270 BC, Moses came along and said to Pharaoh, let my people go. Pharaoh didn't, so God sent 10 plagues upon Egypt, and the last one was the death of the firstborn of everyone in an Egyptian household. And Israel was protected from that because God said to them, you go and slay yourself a lamb, paint the blood of the lamb on your doorposts, and you'll be safe. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So began their exodus out of Egypt and the 40 years they spent in the wilderness on the way to the land that God had promised centuries before to Abraham. But to make this happen, they had to slaughter a lamb for each household and paint the blood on the doorposts, roast the lamb with bitter herbs and eat it with unleavened bread. Those were the instructions. But now listen to what God commanded Moses about this Passover for the future. You can read this, if you like, in Exodus chapter 12. God said, This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. You will celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall remove all leaven from your houses. For whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day will be cut off from Israel. On the first day you shall hold a solemn assembly, and on the seventh day a solemn assembly. No work will be done on those days. Only what everyone must eat, that alone may be prepared by you. You shall observe the festival of this unleavened bread, for on this very day I brought your companies out of the land of Egypt. You shall observe this day throughout your generations as a perpetual ordinance. It was a day of remembrance, a week-long festival of remembrance, to remember the good thing that God had done for his people. And so they did. For the most part, they celebrated every year this festival, each year to remember. And over and over and over again throughout the Old Testament, God reminds them of the thing that he did. So you shall remember and do all my commandments, and you shall be holy to your God, for I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. Why is this so important? Because when we shape our lives around the short term, things that pass away, we're like a cork in the ocean being tossed to and fro. We don't have any roots. There's nothing solid. But when we throw our anchors deep down into God and who he is and what he's done for us, then we find a life that no matter what storm blows in, it's a life that's lived on rock-solid ground. We rely on the good things that God's done in the past to know that we can get through the present and get on with the future. And at the Passover celebration, that final supper with his disciples in the upper room as Jesus broke the bread and poured the wine, this is what he said. This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took a cup also after the supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Easter is a time of remembrance. That's why Christ followers the world over get together regularly and celebrate what we now call communion, the bread and the wine. I wonder as we just stop and think and survey the landscapes of our own lives, the good things, the stressful things, the the uncertain things, whatever good and bad, and we consider how we're dealing with that. 
Well, let me ask you this question. What if you lived your life, lived it in a way that's deeply anchored in the rich memory of the amazing sacrifice that Jesus made on that cross just after that Passover celebration? A celebration that for him and his disciples was about the very first Passover of Israel from the plagues of Egypt over 1,300 years before. If you live your life rooted deeply in the memory of this act of amazing grace where the Lamb of God went to the cross and took away the sins of the world, your sin and my sin, how would it change your life today? How different would life be if no matter what came along, no matter what the world hurled at you today and tomorrow and the next day and week after, you just lived your life in the memory of this Lamb of God who died for you. Short-termism breezes through Easter without a second thought. But Easter is a time to remember because that memory can profoundly change our present and our future. to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at PowerfulPrayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.